recording. And Lord, I just want to thank you, Father, that tonight we get to look at you are a helper in prayer. Because so many times we really don't know what to say, especially when we see circumstances that come our way that seem so overwhelming and we're such at a loss for words. Lord, I so thank you that it is those, in those times you do help us to know how to pray. So I pray that as we have this class tonight, that you will continue to build upon what you have started two weeks ago in these classes, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would impart to each one exactly what you want to impart to them. And I pray for those that are wrestling through just some of the things that they hear, that they would be good Bereans and go and search the scriptures for themselves to just hear from God for themselves. Lord, I pray that. The Holy Spirit, you're the one that unveils the truth to our hearts. Lord, it's you. So I pray that we would be uh, women that press into God no matter what, and that we wouldn't just settle for just, oh, okay, whatever. Have that attitude, Lord, towards you. I just pray that Jesus, just help us all to grow in the areas you're wanting us to grow in the area of faith and prayer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So in the um, Bible study, we are on chapter three, and there's a quote there that says, prayer is not getting the Lord's attention, but allowing him to lead us in praying for what he is more ready to give than we are to ask. That's a good quote to really meditate on. It's like God standing there just waiting, saying, ask me. I was kidding with some of the guys the other day because I walked into the laundry, uh, the closet here where we have all the cleaning supplies, and I saw that the cart is falling apart. So I said to him, why didn't you say anything? I mean, it's literally falling apart. I said, you have not because you asked not. I mean, if you say something, we'll get you a new one. You know? So I ordered a new one for them, and I went to put it together before coming here, and one of the legs is longer than the other, so I couldn't put it together. I'm like, great. So I had to text both of them and say, sorry, I, I have to return it, but they'll send another one. But think about the Lord. I mean, he sees the needs. But so many times we try to do things in our own strength, in our own effort. And he's saying, ask me. I, I'm just thinking of special needs year before last. I was desiring like a prayer language, you know? Yeah. And, and that is what the Lord spoke, spoke through Jesse back. So I was like, I have a prayer language and she said not as much as God wants you to have one yeah. you know Yeah. that really like struck me mm -hmm. he wants he's ready yeah. to give you these spiritual blessings yes he has know? blessed and us I even know how much I need them yeah. he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing that's what Ephesians says from above do we know what those blessings are we're learning right we're learning Jesus has called us to pray in faith. 
That's the issue here. To simply believe. He defined that faith not only as a trust in God's goodness or power, but as the definite assurance that we have the very thing we've asked for. If it's according to his will, like we saw last week, how do we know God's will? The word of God tells us what his will is. Jesus stated in Luke 4 last week in our teaching why he came here, what his mission was. And it's still his mission today. He came to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, recovery of sight to the blind, right? To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus came to do those things. That's our mission now too. But there's at times that we, in the case of his delay in answering prayers that we might be asking the Lord, like to save a loved one or healing for someone, he insisted on perseverance and urgency, just like the persistent widow. And sometimes because we don't know what to pray, we give up. We just say, uh, God's not answering anyway, because my circumstances are still the same, or that person's still the same, or it seems like it's getting worse instead of better. He's not hearing me. And that's exactly what the enemy wants you to believe. He's not hearing you. And it's such a lie from the pit of hell. Because as I've said numerous times, your babies all cry, right? Do you hear them? Do you answer them? Yeah. How much more Heavenly Father? How much more Him? But like I said earlier, there are times we're really at a loss for words. I found myself in that situation this week, not knowing what to pray. My dad's starting to go down. I mean, each, each, he has good days, he has bad days, but it seems like the bad days are getting more frequent. So my, I had a conversation with my mother Sunday after church, and she said he's been really bad these past two days, and I can't do it no more. And after I got off the phone with her, I just sat on my deck, and I just looked out at the trees and everything. I was like, I don't even know what to pray anymore, you know? And I just sat there, and my eyes were, I was just welling up with, with just brokenness inside and crying, just the reality, he's dying, he's dying, he's dying. And I said something to Jeff, I said, I think it's finally hitting me, he's dying. And um, I didn't know what to pray, but I just sat there and I knew the Lord saw and he knew what I was dealing with at that moment. And it wasn't a coincidence that Monday morning when I picked up the Bible study to start working on it, it was on this very thing. And I said, okay, Lord, you just setting me up again. <laughs> You're always setting me up. So Romans 8, 26 and 27 tells us in the same way the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we don't know how to pray as we should. That's reality. None of us know how to pray as we really should. But the Spirit himself, God gave us the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words and he that searches the hearts know what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to God's will 
And that is true. God's led me there many, many times to that place and still continues to. And when you look at, when you read that um, page 17 in the Bible study, I'm just going to, maybe someone can read this. Someone who has a really loud voice who has their Bible study. I don't have it on the handout, but does someone have their book? Uh, Diane's the perfect one. <laughs> so read it loud so we can get it on the tape for those that aren't here. Um, the paragraph on page 17. Okay. God wants us to know him, fellowship with him, and trust him. But he doesn't leave it up to us to find out how to reach him through prayer. He provides his blessed Holy Spirit to help us. For those of us who often feel that we just don't know how to pray, this is very good news. God's Spirit intercedes for us when we come to him. This is another confirmation of how much God wants us to pray. He asks only that we bring to him a deep longing to abide in him by faith. How blessed we are to be in relationship with our God who gives us all we need for the life of prayer. So, what does that say to you as you hear that? What does that say to you personally? That I don't even, know, I don't even have to know what to pray. Just, just to go to him, that he is interceding for us. Like, that's just a, like I can't even wrap my head around. Like I have to underline this, and I was weird because I couldn't. It's like I want to wrap that around, but it's hard to. Like how you know he knows us that well that he can intercede for us, and we don't even know what to pray, but he does. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. So when we hear something like that, we just have to take it by faith. If you try to wrap your mind around it, good luck because we can't understand the things of God unless the Holy Spirit reveals it to us. God's word is spirit. God is spirit. It's gotta be the Holy Spirit revealing truth to us in the inward parts because we can't, we can't, it's beyond this thing here. So that's why he's always saying, just believe by faith, believe. It's simple, Lord, you said it, that settles it. I believe it. it. It really is that simple. We get in trouble when we try to, no, I have to understand, I have to figure it out. Who can figure out God? The creator of the universe, of everything that's seen and unseen, that upholds all things by the word of his mouth. Since the beginning of creation, since before creation, who can figure that man being out? Jesus, who can figure him out? We're not like God. See, that was the thing in the garden. You can be like God. No, we can't. He is who he is. And we are who we are. But it's very encouraging to see how God's spirit is there for us to help us when we're just at a loss, when we just don't know what else to pray. I have counseling sessions sometimes with people mainly from the community and I'll hear their stories and it's like, Lord, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to pray and it's okay because it's beyond me, but it's not for him. 
And the challenge for me at those times is, he says to me, just believe me. You can't do it, but I can. Just believe me. How much faith do you really have? I don't care what it looks like. So there's a prayer preparation that was in the Bible study. And we could pray it together like we've been doing. Holy Spirit, be praying in me or in us the things the Father wants done. What the Spirit within me is praying. That is my prayer in Jesus' name. Thy will, what thou are wishing and thinking, may that be fully done here. Do you think if we pray more like that, whatever and however the answer comes or whatever the answer is, that we can really believe that's his will? That's his will. Even if it goes against what we want, it's his will. If we've been praying, Lord, let your will be done, not my will, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That's a good prayer to pray and that's what Jesus told his disciples how to pray because they said Lord teach us how to pray and they were around him all the time they heard him praying all the time for other people and they still needed to know and learn how to pray I feel that way still to this day God teach me how to pray how you want me to pray I need you in that way so God's spirit, he knows our weakness in prayers. And we already read Romans 8, 26 and 27 to see how he helps us, how the spirit helps us in our weakness. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Christ who dwells in us. And he's called the spirit of supplication or the spirit of intercession. His spirit is in us. He's the spirit of supplication or the spirit of intercession. And he dwells in us for the very purpose of enabling us to pray in such manner and measure as God would have us. And that's humbling when you think about it, that God would give us this gift, but are we using the gift? That's the question says, am I really using the gift when I spend time with him or when I'm interceding for other people? Do I really rely on the Holy Spirit that's been given to me to help me to know what to pray, especially when I feel so weak in my prayers, feeble in my prayers? When the Spirit, and this is very interesting, this is from Andrew Murray, he said, when the Spirit of intercession takes full possession of us, our self-centered prayers will change. Instead of praying for us, we'll be praying for others. When we cannot find words, or your words seem cold, feeble, or empty, that is when we can fully rely upon the Holy Spirit. And again, that's encouraging, because if we've truly been born again, we have the Holy Spirit living in us. We need to be more mindful of him. We need to be more mindful that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in us. He's there to help us in many, many ways. 
reality is when we can look at different situations that we've been faced with, we see there are times where we're limited, uh, at a loss for words, right? And our prayer time. I mean, do you always feel like you know what to pray for? And, uh, no. Yeah. And sometimes we could pray thinking we know what someone knows, but it's not what they need. I see that in counseling when I saw counseling. They can come with this need and you think that's the need, but once you start working with them, you see, no, their need is something else. You know, they need something else. So the Holy Spirit does use unspoken groanings to communicate our needs or the needs of another to the Father. And I've seen that in my own life when I'm at that loss, like when I'm sitting on my deck, I don't have to say anything at that moment. God sees what's going on inside. He sees the brokenness. He sees the tears. He collects them in his, there's a bottle with all my tears in it that I've shed for my family over the many, many years. And those are prayers too. Those are prayers too. Why do we feel we always have to be talking? It's okay to weep. It's okay to groan. It's okay to say, Lord, I'm hurting. It's so deep, so deep inside. It's okay. Those prayers are probably the most powerful <laughs> than when we talk. We talk. All of us, and I include myself, have to learn how to draw upon the divine resources that God has given us in our times of prayer. Jesus, in Hebrews 7, 23 and 25, the writer of Hebrews says that Jesus, because he continues forever, and we looked at this, I think in the first class that we had, that he has an unchangeable priesthood in heaven. There's an altar in heaven, right? We sing day and night, night and day, let incense arise. The prayers that go up day and night, night and day. Jesus is at the altar in heaven, interceding for us. Therefore, he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. This is reality. It's reality. And if we go into our prayer closet with this mindset, I'm sure our prayers would change dramatically. Lord, there's nothing too hard for you because you want this more than I do. You ever live to make intercession for the soul that you died for. You want them more than I even want them to be with you for eternity because you shed your blood on the cross. You died on the cross for them. And you're praying right now. You're praying right now, not only for me, but for them. You know, so Jesus is our example. We learn from him how to pray. He's our teacher. We learn from him how to pray. And he's our intercessor. We learn from him how to pray. And you see that in the Gospels. The Gospels show us his prayer life. What it was like, what he was like when he was here on earth. E.M. Bounds says the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness gives wisdom to our ignorance, 
turns ignorance into wisdom and changes our weakness into strength. The Holy Spirit himself does this. He helps us and takes hold with us as we tug and toil. And how many times do we feel like that's what we're doing? We're tugging and we're toiling and we're getting nowhere, right? But he pleads for us and in us. He quickens, illuminates, and inspires our prayers. He proclaims and elevates the matter of our prayers and inspires the words and feelings of our prayer. He works mightily in us so that we can pray mightily. And you know, I mean, sometimes the Holy Spirit just will take me over, especially when we're in corporate prayer. I know when it's not me praying, and I know when it's the Holy Spirit praying through me, because usually I'm left just shaking. I mean, just shaking. He knows how to pray through us if we let him. He enables us to pray always and ever according to the will of God. And again, we know what God's will is according to the word of God. Prayer must be to the Father. This is interesting how this is stated. Prayer must be to God the Father or Abba Father, like we looked in the first class, the intimacy God wants to have with us through the Son, but it must be led by the Holy Spirit, all three in one. So prayer must be to Abba Father, right? When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Lord, teach us how to pray. Jesus said, start off with our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. The reality that we've been adopted. We're his children. And Jesus made that possible for us. So prayer is to the Father, but it's through the Son that we can come. Not any righteousness of our own do we have to present before the Father, but we can present what Jesus did. Jesus is our righteousness. I'm so thankful for that. But Lord, now that you have made a way, I need the Holy Spirit to lead me, to guide me. Because only you know what people need. I don't, but you know. And if you stay connected and abiding in the vine, he starts revealing to you what the need is. And then you know how to pray for that need, that God would meet it. Because you realize only God can meet that need. I can't. So the second point there is God has given us his Holy Spirit as our helper and guide. When we know not what to pray, when we are utterly speechless, these verses here that we read in the section teaches us how to pray. Ephesians 6.18, can someone read that? Ephesians 6.18, loud enough so we can get you on tape. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the things. You notice the words that are used there? Praying always. What does that mean? Praying always means the Greek, I put it there. All, every, any, daily, everyone, every way, thoroughly, whatsoever, all things. That's what praying always means. And praying is a verb, to pray to God, to make supplication, but praying is also worship or pray earnestly for or make prayer in the Greek, the word that's used there. 
So what we see, praying always with all prayer, all prayer, all kinds of prayer, and supplication, which is intercession, in the spirit. As you pray, being watchful, with all perseverance, don't quit. Keep praying. And supplication for who? All the saints. So this is how God wants us to pray. Being watchful means to be sleepless, kept awake, watched, to be circumspect, attentive, ready to pray. How many times maybe the Lord keeps us up at night? What do we do when we're laying in bed? One person said pray. <laughs> Toss and turn. Do some get mad? Keep looking at the clock. <laughs> I can't actually pray though. <laughs> That's not the first thing. I want it to be the first thing though. Yeah, no, I know. I know, the Lord's been laying on a, a prayer on my heart. I haven't prayed it um, when we pray with Glenn and Jesse in the mornings and stuff. And I'm gonna start praying <laughs> because we had like, I don't know, there was like 17 people that signed up that they wanted to pray in the mornings with us. And it's like between six and four, five maybe. It's been like that for I don't know how many months. And I felt like the Lord gave me a word, but I, I need to pray it. And the word was, Lord, help us to love you more than sleep. Help us to love you more than sleep. Being watchful, to be sleepless, kept awake, watchful, to be circumspect, attentive, ready. And all perseverance means persistently. And that's what we were talking about earlier before we started class with what Deborah shared, just being persistent. So Jude 20 and 21, we saw this verse already in one of the classes we went through. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until eternal life. So... There's instruction there that tells us how much we need to depend on the Holy Spirit to pray. We need him. The Holy Spirit is in the first place a spirit of prayer, as was stated earlier, and he was promised as a spirit of grace and supplication. This is from Andrew Murray's book, The Ministry of Intercession. If any of you are interested in getting it, I would highly recommend it. It's, it's excellent, it's, it's really a, an excellent, right? Um, the grace of supplication. He was sent forth into our hearts, as we said earlier, as the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And that was the first class we had on becoming women of prayer, just that whole intimacy. He's our Abba, he's our Father, we've been adopted. And he enables us to say in true faith and in growing apprehension of its meaning, our Father which art in heaven. He's all of our Father. If we've been born again, we're the same family. We've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
we got a big family, you know that, right? Mm -hmm. Not only here in this room, but the church, the true church, the true bride. So he maketh intercession for the saints according to God, as we saw in scripture. And as we pray in the spirit, our worship is as God seeks it to be in spirit and in truth. Prayer is just the breathing of the spirit in us. Power in prayer comes from the power of the spirit in us, waited on and trusted in. Failure in prayer comes from feebleness of the spirit's work in us. Our prayer is the index of the measure of the Spirit's work in us. To pray aright, the life of the Spirit must be right in us. For praying the effectual, much availing prayer of the righteous man, everything depends on being full of the Spirit. And that's why we continue to ask the Lord, Lord, I need your Holy Spirit. I need your Holy Spirit. I'm seeking, knocking, because you said if I seek, knock, and ask, you're going to give me the whole, I need them in a greater measure. I'm lacking, Lord. I see where I'm lacking in different areas. I need your Holy Spirit. I need you. Again, the question I asked last week, when we ask God for his Holy Spirit, do we take it by faith? He gave us him. He's filling us. He's given us, he does. He does. You know he's giving you something more, especially when you're crying out to him, when all of a sudden you love everybody. <laughs> Whatever aggravated you before about that person, you just love them. You know, that's when you know, okay, you're filling my heart. Because his spirit, the fruit of the spirit is what? Love. Love. So number three, we touched on a little bit of this last week, some of the ways in which we can quench or grieve the Holy Spirit in our prayer life. We looked at last week, having unforgiveness in our heart is huge and it is a barrier. But we also grieve him by the sin of unbelief, by selfishness, by unfaithfulness to his voice when we are insistent to have our will or tend to be slothful or prideful or in self-will or passions that rise up in our flesh or in our, in our will, we quench the Holy Spirit. Again, this is from Andrew Murray's uh, book, Ministry of the Intercession. I just took different quotes that were real nuggets there. He said, we need to learn how to look at the sin of prayerlessness. Prayerlessness? is sin. And at the sinfulness that lies at the root of it. Because all throughout scripture we see, especially in the New Testament, Jesus saying, watch and pray. The Apostle Paul gave us numerous prayers that he was praying for the church and he left them for us to be praying as well. And you'll notice on your handouts, there is a, an attachment there with all the prayers of the Apostle Paul. So you have them all and you can start using that to pray because if we pray anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. 
and that he wants to answer those prayers because it's according to his will. He wants to do these things. The problem is he will not interpose against our will. If we keep fighting him and fighting him and fighting him and resisting him, he'll say, fine, have what you want. He gives us over. And that's what you see throughout the Old Testament. That was a good reminder throughout the Old Testament how God gave his people what they wanted because they were so insistent and dug in. His voice, he would send the prophets crying out to them, turn to me, turn back to me, and, and I'll have mercy on you. I'm long-suffering. I'm How many times you see that in the Old Testament, but they insisted on having their own way. And how many times the Lord said, fine. How many times has he done that to us in our own lives? He did that in my life before I, I, when I first got saved and I drifted away from him. He let me have everything I want. It was like, fine, you want that? Go for it. So we have to come to the realization that prayerlessness is sin and it's apathy because we're not being obedient to God's words. We're being rebellious. Allowing other things to crowd out prayer should cause us to fall down and cry, God, we have sinned. We've sinned. You are this loving being we heard about. What Brian shared was so beautiful. Who our God is, our creator. What we heard on Sunday, the bridegroom, who longs to be with us and to say, I'm too busy. The Shulamite, Song of Solomon, chapter 5, and make excuses. When we realize who we're saying no to, we should fall down on our faces and say, God, forgive me. I've sinned by not obeying. You told me watch and pray, and I'm not obeying you. Ceasing from prayer is sin against God see that in Samuel when Samuel said God forbid that I should sin against the Lord and cease to pray for you that's serious that's serious if we want the Holy Spirit to help us we have to see these things we have to see our lack because that's when we'll become desperate that's when we become really desperate, when we see our lack and see, Lord, I fail. I fail in this area, God, but I know you're a merciful God. You're long-suffering, you're patient, you're kind, you're ready to forgive, ready to forgive. That's what your word says, if I just repent. Again, from Andrew Murray's book. So this is, if you get Ministry of the Intercession from Andrew Murray, this is what you should expect if you get it. It's very rich. The lack of prayer is the sin on account of which God's presence and power are not more manifestly seen among us. If we're not having victory in our lives over an area, 
5, God must reveal to us how the lack of prayer is the indication of unfaithfulness to our consecration vow to him that he should have all of our heart and our life. I mean, when we came to him, isn't that what we said to him? Lord, I give you my heart. We sing these songs. I give you my soul. Lord, have your way in me. Is it just words or is it really a prayer from the heart? Lord, I want you to have my heart. We sang a song tonight, I can't remember which one it was, but I was like, Lord, that verse, that part they're singing is not true with me, but I want it to be. I want it to be. When the pressure of work for Christ is allowed to be the excuse for our not finding time to seek and secure his own presence and power in it as our chief need, it surely proves that there is no right sense of our absolute dependence upon God, no deep appreciation of the divine and supernatural work of God in which we are only his instruments. So, when we come to grips of where we're really at in this area of prayer, we need to encourage our hearts, you know, own where we've, we've sinned or are sinning, but we need to encourage our hearts that, Lord, you've given me the Holy Spirit to help me. I see my lack, but you've given me the Holy Spirit. He's the helper. He's the spirit of intercession the spirit of prayer. He lives in me. You've given him to me to help me. So help me to rely more on him, to pray as he would want me to pray. Not praying from here, praying from here. Praying from here. And like we heard earlier, sometimes it's not even words. It's just groanings. We're just broken you just feel broken inside but you know somehow god receives that brokenness that offering as a sweet prayer to him how precious that is to him when we come to him in that way jesus said i'm gonna skip through a whole bunch you can go through it on your own what's left there but I'm going to jump down to John 15 verse 7 where it says God's word helps us to know what to pray for and if you remember Jesus said my words are spirit and their life and his we know the whole Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit so we're on safe ground when we use God's word as prayers and Jesus said and we looked at this last week in John 15 7 the conditions of answered prayer. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. And I know Sarah Jane last week said, shared something beautiful on that, the reality of that's why we pray, we seek the Lord, we depend on him. We look to him to answer prayer so that the Father can be glorified. 
so he could be glorified. To abide in Christ, and I'm going to close with this, and whatever I, I miss, you guys can go through it. There's, there's a lot in this, but we started a little late. To abide in Christ is to renounce any independent life of our own. Indeed, the whole secret of prayer is found in these three words, in the Spirit. It is the prayer that God the Holy Spirit inspires, that God the Father answers. The one who would pray in the Spirit must, must meditate much upon the Word, that the Holy Spirit may have something through which he can work. The Holy Spirit works his prayers in us through the Word, and the neglect of the Word makes praying in the Holy Spirit an impossibility. If we would feed the fire of our prayers with the fuel of God's word, all our difficulties in prayer would disappear. So I'm going to just let you guys go through whatever I missed tonight in that handout for time's sake. But tonight I really sensed, I know the past two nights we closed out talks with a song, but tonight I felt like we needed to close with prayer, you know, whatever time we have left. And the sense I was getting is repentance. Just getting honest, real with one another in prayer, just where we're really at and really repenting before the Lord for not praying like we should because that's what he's been dealing with me about. You know, I said to Jeff the other day, how much prayer is enough prayer? You, you know, because you pray and you pray and you pray, but yet he wants you to pray more. So it's like, how much is enough prayer, you know? So we need to pray and repent where we're playing games or making excuses or we love sleep more than prayer, whatever it might be for you, distracted, you know what it is. Because God wants to help us, but he's not gonna help us until we get brutally honest where we're really at. And as we do, then we'll find he will help us. And the Holy Spirit will be empowering your prayers and showing you what to pray for. So, I'm going to turn the tape off because it's hard to, uh...